So this morning we are continuing our service, uh, our series. You have heard it said, but I say to you, and today we're looking at, do not swear an oath. Luke spoke last week and we continue with uh, this week, do not swear an oath. <laughs> a businessman was traveling on a plane for the first time. He'd always been terrified of flying, but his next appointment required him to do so. So he got on the plane and he sat in his seat, he buckled up, and once they had gone into the air, the pilot came over the intercom and announced that the engines on the right of the plane had stopped working and they needed to make an emergency landing. Shortly thereafter, another shudder and the pilot announced the other engines on the other side had also stopped working. Everyone was informed that they needed to go into the crash position with their heads between their knees. For the first time, the businessman felt very, very vulnerable. He had never felt the need to cry out to God, but at that moment he did. And he said, God, if you will allow me to survive this crash, I will take a solemn vow, an oath, to give to charity half of all my possessions. And suddenly all four engines started to work again. And they glided smoothly onto the, onto the runway. The businessman rushed out of the plane. And as he got to the bottom on the runway, there was a gentleman who was sitting next to him um, on the plane said to him, Excuse me, sir. I'm a pastor involved in many charitable charities. I heard your vow, I heard your oath to the Lord concerning your possessions. I can guide you in keeping what vow, um, keeping that vow by rec recommending some outstanding uh, charities to you. And the businessman replied, That won't be necessary. You see, I made a new vow with God. I vowed if I ever got on another plane, he could have it all. <laughs> uh, I think we've all been there. I think we've all said things. And in the minute, in that moment of crisis, we've actually said to God, Lord, we will do this. We will promise we will do this. We vow to do this. But then we are reluctant to keep that promise. We don't keep those promises that we made specifically with God. And that was the problem facing the Jews at the time Jesus was teaching. See, the Jews were living under the law of Moses concerning and keeping of vows made to God. Leviticus 19 says this, Do not bring shame on the name of your God by using it to swear falsely, I am the Lord. When God stated in the Ten Commandments, you must not misuse the name of the Lord, your God. The Lord would not let you go unpunished if you misuse His name. And this is what happened. This is what He spoke about. It was a serious matter to swear on the name of God. Numbers 30 verse 2 says the following, and it's going to appear on the screen. Sorry. It says, When a man makes a vow to the Lord 
or takes an oath to bind himself by a pledge. He must not break his word, but must do everything he said. I'm going to read it again. When a man makes a vow to the Lord or takes an oath to bind himself by a pledge, he must not break his word, but must do everything he said. See, under no circumstances was it acceptable to God for someone to vow to him or to pledge to someone else in God's name and break it. I think that's where um, the, the Jews of that time, that's where they were and that's what, what Jesus was talking about when he was talking uh, specifically about do not swear an oath. The Jews found a loophole. <laughs> and they were very acquainted with these laws. If you made a vow before God or used His name, He demanded that you fulfill that oath, that vow, that pledge, that promise. It was like a pinky promise. Do you know what a pinky promise is? It's when you, when you take somebody else's hand Okay, and you put out your pinky and you, you bind them together. And that was like the promise you made to God. And that was like the promise the Jews made. I remember me and my brother, we would always, if we, if we, if we did something wrong or if we said, we, we made a pledge with each other and said, okay, well, we're not going to tell mom and dad. Okay, it's a promise. <laughs> that pinky promise. I don't know if you've done that in the past, but I, I, I want to tell you where that actually comes from. <coughs> and it comes from Japan, where it's known as you, yubikini, 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 okay? And the meaning of that is finger cut off. All right, so if you broke a promise in Japan, and if you made that pinky promise, and you broke that promise, they would cut off your pinky. Okay, so it's not, it's not quite lacquer. It's not something that I would really pinky promise. But I think, I think of the Jews and how they, they misused what the, the oath that God intended. They misused it. I'd like to read from Matthew 5, verse 33 to 37. And this is why we're talking about this today. Do not, do not swear an oath. Again, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, do not break your oath, but fulfill to the Lord the oath you have made. But I tell you, do not swear an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is God's throne, or by earth, for it, for it is His footstool. <coughs> Or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not swear by your head, for you cannot make even one hair white or black. All you need to say is simply yes or no. Anything beyond this comes from the evil one. But you see, the Jewish people, the leaders... The Pharisees and the Sadducees, they got around this. They were able to, to manipulate that oath. 
Instead of vowing to God and making a pinky promise, they were promising, uh, vowing things like, I will keep my vow as long as heavens, as long as the heavens are over me. Or, as long as I walk upon this earth, I will keep my vow. Or maybe, by the holy city of Jerusalem, you can trust me to keep my vow. Or, the hairs on my head, I am trustworthy. But you see, there's a glitch. In Isaiah 66, 1, it says, This is what the Lord says, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. So you can't make a, a vow because of heaven or about earth or Jerusalem or about your head or your... Um, because when you do that, you are including God. And they thought they could get away by doing this and making things more important. But Jesus shows them. Jesus is specifically talking to them, saying this is not how it's supposed to be done. And he shares this with his disciples. I'd like to read to you uh, from Matthew 23, and it's not going to be on the screen. But listen to these words from verse 16 to 22. Blind guides, what, what, what awaits you? For you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple, but that it is blinding to swear by the gold in the temple. Blind fools, which is more important, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? You say that to swear by the altar is not binding, but to swear by the gifts on the altar is binding. How blind! For which is more important, the gift on the altar or the altar that makes the gift sacred? When you, swear, when you swear by the altar, you are swearing by it and by everything on it. And when you swear by the temple, you are swearing by it and, on, and by God who lives in it. And when you swear by the heaven, you are swearing by the throne of God and by God who sits on the throne. You see, to make an oath was a serious matter. It wasn't something you could just lightly do because it always involves God. There's a story of an elderly lady that goes to court. And it's, it's like one of our older ladies that dress smart, you know, like Phyllis, and who, who dresses smart and she comes into court and they take the Bible and they give her the Bible and they say, do you promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? And she says, yes, I will. And the one, the one attorney approaches her and he says, Mrs. Jones, do you know me? <laughs> she responds, why, yes, I do know you, Mr. Williams. I've known you since you were a very young boy. And frankly, since I've taken an oath to tell the truth, You've been a big disappointment to me. You lie, you cheat on your wife, you manipulate people and talk badly about them behind their backs. You think you're a rising big shot when you haven't the, haven't the sense to realize you never will amount to anything more than a two-bit paper-pushing shyster. Yes, I know you quite well. <laughs> the lawyer was stunned. What else? Uh, and he didn't know what else to do. 
So he pointed at the, at the other attorney and he said to, he said to the lady, uh, do you know this attorney? And she said, of course I do. <laughs> That's Mr. Bradley, since he was a youngster too. But since I've taken an oath, I must admit he's lazy. He's a bigot. He has a bad drinking problem. The man can't build or keep a normal relationship and with anyone, uh, and his law practice is one of the worst in the, entire, in the entire country. Not to mention he cheated on his wife with three different women. Yes, I know him. The defense attorney um, almost fainted, laughed and mixed in the, in the audience. At this point, the judge calls, calls the two attorneys to, his, to, uh, to the front and he, he hides the mic and he says, if either of you morons ask her if she knows me, you're going to jail. <laughs> uh, can you imagine taking a vow? Hey? Taking a vow and then they're not keeping to that. This old lady, she knew exactly what it meant to tell the truth, nothing but the truth. See, when you make a promise to God, you don't have a choice. When you make a promise, and you promise by, by heaven, I promise, or by earth, or by, by the hair on my head, you're making some vow, something that includes God. We know how this works. If we don't keep a promise, we disappoint people. There's a trust issue. There's something that fails. In today's life, we like to sign a contract. You know, we'll sign a contract, and by this contract, we, we will uphold this contract. I'm sure a lot of you, like myself, know what it feels like to break a contract, to break a vow, to break a promise. And so often we get so busy doing things that we don't often keep to our commitments. But sometimes... When we make a promise to God, we need to keep those promises. And so Jesus says, do not swear an oath. <laughs> I love Jesus. He, he keeps it plain and simple. He says, just simply say yes, I will, or no, I won't. Anything, anything beyond this is from the evil one. We make it so hard for ourselves. Yes, and I'm very guilty of this. And I ask for forgiveness every single day. See, all we need to do, instead of, of, of making that oath, is the best thing and the simple thing is just to ask for mercy or guidance or, or wisdom and pray. Not only should we be very wary of making deals with God, but we should also be wary of making deals with other people. <laughs> There's another story uh, that I'd like to share with you. Once an elderly couple were traveling through the free state, um, the orange free state, where there's no oranges and nothing's free. But the, the, he was driving through there, and it was, um, he, he saw, he came to a place, and there was this, this guy having uh, helicopter rides. And he'd always wanted to have a helicopter ride. So he said to his wife, let's go and just find out how much it's going to cost. So they got out, the, out of their car and they walked up and he said, 
uh, sir, how much does it cost? And the gentleman said, well, it's 800 rand each. Old Worm said, no, it's too expensive, man. That's, that's a lot of money. But I've always wanted to, wanted to. And he could, and the, the gentleman who was the pilot, he could see the disappointment in their faces. So he said to him, okay, I'll make you a deal. If you don't say one word while we're in the air, uh, when we land, you don't have to pay anything. But if you do make one word, if you say one word, you have to give me 1,600 rand. And the elderly woman said to him, that's fine, let's go, let's go. So they go out in and they take off and they go in and they go high into the sky and they take a nose dive and they go to the side, every side like this, and they come back down and, and they finally land. And the guy says, Wim, I'm a man of my word and a deal is a deal. You never made a sound that, um, so that rides for free. And the Wim says, yep. But I almost said something when my, when my wife fell out of the side. See, a deal's a deal. An oath is an oath. They made some kind of contract. And sometimes you have to stick to that contract. And sometimes it is, it is very bad. But there are times when we can make a contract. When we can make a vow or an oath. Especially when you do go to, into a, a court of law. Because it is your word. It's something that you are representing. You also make a vow to your wife. I just want to say that I'm almost married for four months now. And uh, I made a vow to her that I would look after her. That I would honor her and keep her. And that's very important. Especially in today's life. See, whatever the cost is that we need to take that. And when we make an oath or when we make a vow or a promise or a commitment, it is something that we do from here, from your heart. And when you break that, you're not just breaking a law, but you're a disappointment to God. And so Jesus says, so simply say yes or no. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. Meaning that if you are not keeping to your promise, you are doing something wrong. You are breaking a promise. So no matter the cost, just try and keep to, if you do make a promise or a vow or an oath, try and keep to it. Stick to it. Like that pinky promise. Imagine people could still cut off your pinky. We'd have a lot of people without pinkies in this world. And so today, don't swear an oath. Rather just say, yes, you can, or no, you can't. Let us pray. Mighty Lord God, Heavenly Father, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you that we can come here today. Thank you that we can learn something about you today. Today, Lord, I'd like to just light this candle 
as just a token that you are the light. That you are the light in every, every darkness. That you hear our prayers. That you know of all the oaths that have been that have been that have been shattered and broken, Lord. All the vows that have been broken, all the promises not kept. And today, Lord, we ask. Ask for your forgiveness. We pray, Lord, that we will become more like you. For we know, Lord, that you have never broken a promise, that you've never broken an oath, that you've never disappointed, but that you've always been true. And so today, Lord, we pray for our country. We pray for every single person in our country that is suffering from this COVID, that is suffering of some loss of a partner or a friend or a son or a daughter or a father or a father or a mother or a husband or wife. Lord, we think of those people in our churches that have lost somebody and today or this week there might be a birthday celebration and they can't see those people so the loneliness comes in Lord and and we pray Lord that you will just send the Holy Spirit to bring them comfort and peace we pray Lord we pray for our government we pray for the leaders that lead this government we ask Lord that as they have made an oath that they will stick to that oath, that they will keep that oath, that they will protect this country, that they will protect the people within this country, every single person, black, white, colored, Indian, Chinese, every single person, Lord. We pray today for all those, all those children, Lord, that have gone back to school, for those teachers. We pray, Lord, that they will teach the children with vigor, that they will teach the children with love and respect, and that the children will, teach, will, will, will treat their teachers like one of their own parents. And so thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, that you uh, have shared Jesus Christ who kept his promise that he would die on the cross for us, each and every one of us, and take our sins upon himself. And thank you, Jesus, that you sit next to Father God and that you hear our prayer and that you intercede for us. When we disappoint you, you're still there. You still love us. And so we pray this in your mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.